Imagine living your life after 50 and feeling energized and excited about your future. Welcome to the Women in the Middle podcast, the podcast for women who are ready to figure out what they want and create the life they deserve. Here's your host and master certified life coach, Susie Rosenstein. Hey there, welcome back to the podcast, Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, your master certified coach and midlife mentor. And I'm so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode, which is all about trusting your gut, specifically trusting your intuition to make better decisions in midlife with Lisa Kay. Now, this is going to be a good one, my friend. Do you trust your gut? Do you believe in intuition? What I really loved about my guest today is that she's a scientist at heart. I love hearing these kinds of stories about interesting career paths. I know you do too. (laughs) Do you know what intuition actually means? Here's the definition that she shares, knowing without knowing how you know it. Now think about that. Knowing without knowing how you know it. We're going to get really, really into this. Now, Lisa Kay helps people trust their intuition to make better decisions. She teaches others how to use the power of intuition in their decisions so they no longer doubt themselves and feel confident moving forward. She makes intuition easy to access with clear and understandable step-by-step instructions. Lisa draws upon her background in psychobiology and metaphysics, along with experience from years of teaching others. She's considered an intuition expert. She's taught hundreds of people intuition development through workshops and seminars. Her public appearances reach people around the world with guest speaking, online opportunities, and her popular radio show, Between Heaven and Earth. She's highly inquisitive and infinitely curious. I love people like this. So she's constantly learning and discovering new concepts. And as a result, she's acquired many certifications and degrees. She holds degrees in electrical engineering from Columbia University, psychobiology from the State University of New York, and a PhD from the University of Metaphysical Sciences. See what I mean about all of her science background? (laughs) So interesting. Lisa is also certified in many energy healing modalities and intuitive arts. Her latest book is Intuition on Demand, a step-by-step guide to intuition you can trust, published by Inner Traditions. I know this episode will spark memories of your own when you've connected with your intuition, so get ready and enjoy this episode. Hi, Lisa. Thanks so much for joining us today on the Women in the Middle podcast. Hey, Susie, thank you for having me on the show. I'm really excited to be here. I was really excited, too, because when I first met you, you were speaking in another group that I'm in and and you talked about, you know, your your background and being a scientist. And and now you're helping people trust their intuition and make better decisions. My eyes lit up. I knew you had to be on the podcast because that is a story. I can't wait to hear more about it. Well, thank you for having me here. And, you know, a lot of people start out with it. They're like, well, how? How did you go from science and engineering to teaching people about intuition? You know, because that was that is a that is an odd transition. But the way it all comes together is that I, ever since I was eight years old, um, I was very, very curious. You know, why are we here? What is it all about? What is 
God and how do I live a better life? You know, it's the all easy this. questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm curious that I because I, I, you know, because I figured if I could figure out how the world works and how I fit into it, then I could live a better life. And uh, so I was just completely enamored with science because science explains so many things. And I started out, um, you know, that's what I wanted to do. In fact, I went to, to university to uh, study, actually, I have a degree in psychobiology, uh, but I wanted to study all sciences. And actually, uh, psychobiology gave me the, uh, I had the least number of requirements, so I could actually go and study <laughs> chemistry and physics and all those other things as well. <laughs> Environmental science, animal behavior, uh, which was my minor. And then I discovered a passion for technology. And I thought, well, geez, I could do, you know, I love science, but this I could do, like, I, you know, could get into it and forget to go to the bathroom. So, uh, so I, I, I went and I got a degree in electrical engineering. Um, and I, I was, I was fortunate enough to go to Columbia University. So I, I really learned the tough stuff and I enjoyed it. I loved it very much and went out there and had a whole career in, in doing, uh, technology and, and management consulting. And, and then, I had a little break uh, when I had my son. So I found myself being at home and I did what I normally do. I, I want to learn and discover. And so I decided to, what is this intuition thing? I always, it was always fascinating to me. You know, how does, and that's where science kind of stopped. It was you know, where the psychology or the psychobiology, which is the biological side of science, uh, psychology stopped. It, it didn't really explain any of that stuff, but they, everybody seems to talk about it and they have it. And it's like, look, everybody can develop it. And then you hear people like Jeff Bezos, who says he always makes his big business decisions using his intuition. Oprah Winfrey says that's the thing that saved her and made her the billionaire that she is and things like that. And so I said, okay, let me see. I have time. No, let me so see you're just <laughs> so you're just good. intuition just popped in your head. It's something you wanted to study seriously. I wanted to figure it out. I, it's always been fascinating to me, right? It's like magic. How do people know not to get on that plane and then something happens, right? How do they yeah. know their loved ones in trouble and they stop what they're doing and they find out that you know that that it's, you know like their the car fell on them or something? You know, it, it's like. Wow. <laughs> but did you did anything happen to you that like a wake up call where you're like, whoa, intuition just rocked my world? Or were you just generally yeah, fascinated actually, with it? The first one of the first I only had maybe I had one or two like really strong intuitive experiences. But I, beside that, I had nothing. I didn't grow <laughs> up intuitive. I didn't have these feelings about people. Or, so um what happened was my father went in for a quintuple bypass. Mm. And so that was five um, arteries had to be bypassed. And so it was a big surgery. And so, we, you know, the whole family was there and we were uh, waiting for him to come out of surgery. And, you know, it was a little nervous, but not, not so bad. And he came out of surgery and he was fine. And the doctor is like, it went really well you know, he's fine. We're just gonna, you know, we're waiting for him to wake up now. Um, but so you can go home. We went in to see him and he looked okay. So we left and we got in the car, we go down, got into the car to leave. And as we're driving out of the parking lot, I started to get these butterflies in my stomach. I was starting to feel now I hadn't had butterflies in my stomach since I was 11 years old. And here <laughs> I am like 27. I was like, what is that? And I started to feel nervous. And 
I, I, I was like, this is really weird. I even said, I remember clearly, I sang to my brother, I am more nervous now than when he was in surgery. I don't wow. get this. And so we got home, we went to my mother's house and uh, there was a voicemail on her, on her phone uh, from the hospital. And they said, right when we left, right at the time that we left, his blood pressure dropped so low that they thought he was bleeding inside. And so they took him back into surgery. They gave him more anesthesia, took him into surgery, opened him up and, to check, and he was, he was okay. Uh, and it turned out he had this allergic reaction to some medication they gave him that dropped his blood pressure um, really low. And so now they were a little worried because not only was his blood pressure so low from that, but also from the anesthesia, you know, it, it, it suppresses and depresses everything in your, your system. So now they said, now we're not sure if he had any brain damage. We're not sure if he's going to wake up. And it, that was very scary. And then I realized that at, when, when they said it was just right when we left, I, I was like, oh, my God, that was like when the butterflies started. Wow. That was like a little freaky. And so we stayed overnight. He's, you know, I stayed overnight. And the next morning we were waiting for him to wake up. I woke up. He still had the butterflies. I'm lying in bed, and and I actually had a dream about him that night. I dreamt that he said, he goes, he's sitting in the dining room table, and, he, and I could see the scar in the dream, right? So this is a dream. And he says, oh, that surgery, that was nothing. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. It was really horrible. You like, oh, you were, you know, we, we're not sure if you're going to, you almost died. Or, so that was the dream, and I woke up, and I still had the butterflies. And, uh, and then about 10 minutes later, they, they went away. They just disappeared. And I was like, wow, that's weird. And um, so between the dream and the butterflies going away, I, I went in, I, I said to my mom, I said, you know, I, I think daddy's going to be okay. And a few minutes later, the phone rang and it was the nurses and they said, he's waking up, his, his toes are wiggling and oh. he's starting to come out of it. And he did. Wow. And he woke up and he was fine. He didn't have any brain damage. And he, he lived another, oh my God, he lived, lived another 30 years. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he, he lived till he was 97. Um, oh, that's amazing. So yeah, really. And, and, but that really shook me because I, I was like, that was freaky weird, right? That the correlation was just too strong and the dream. So that was the first time it kind of shook me and go, no. That's intuition, right? Right? They say your gut feel, right? And the, that must have been it. And and so I said, hmm, maybe I do have intuition. <laughs> so wow. that was the first time. Wow. But that but you're deep into science. Well, no, then you're on maternity leave. Is that when you were you were home during this time? Yeah. Period? And and like I said, I I wanted to so. I am very driven to learn. I love to learn. And I was, I'm going to figure this all out. Right. So, and I'm very open and I, and, you know, and I, and I'm interested in things that are also, you know, beyond us too. I'm very open to that. So I decided I'm just going to go study as much as I can. And I studied, I looked for the science and there was some, and I looked at that and I looked at the metaphysical side, metaphysical sciences. And I looked at that and I even looked in, you know, what, what people would call the, uh, intuitives and the psychics and the, what is all that? And I realized it's all, as I was studying it, I realized that a lot of what people were talking about when they were having these experiences of intuition 
is this is how the right side of the brain functions. And that was a revelation to me because the right side of the brain is where we have these abstract knowings. All of a sudden we know, right? And that is where we process that. That's where we can have those. Uh, I understand it at all. If so, if I gave you the word wedding, you know all the things that it means, right? All the associations right. and, and, and pieces and who's involved and all that. So that's an understanding. That's an abstract knowing. It also speaks in symbols. It, it processes information in symbols. It doesn't have a lot of words. So, you know, when, when people say, oh, I had that, I had this feeling I had to stop. I just heard the word stop in my head. Right? Well, that's the right side of the brain will do that. Hmm. Or, or I, saw my, I saw my mother's face in my mind and then she called. Right? Well, the right side of your brain also processes information in images. Now, the opposite side, the left side of your brain is, is kind of opposite to that. That's the side that's figuring it out, that's judging, that is uh, critical and that worries and has ego. And when they talked about intuition, it was none of those things. They said it mm. has no ego, it, has, um, it, ha it doesn't judge, it doesn't have a lot of words. And I started to see all the parallels. And once I figured that out, and I developed a process and a technique that allows you to get your intuition to happen on demand, and because it will respond to you, and, um, and put those pieces together to make sense and get, uh, get information, meaningful information from your intuition so you can actually use it. Now, were you thinking, <laughs> and now when you were figuring all this out and light bulbs starting to go off, were you thinking that you would be making a career out of it? No, <laughs> I was just, I was just like, oh, this is like so cool. And this is really, really interesting. And uh, I, this is fascinating. And when I started to use it myself, I started to um, see results. And I would share it with other people and they would get results. And uh, just anecdotally. And then, uh, and then one day it, it saved my life. And I thought, oh my gosh, you know, this is something, if I can do this, if I could learn how to be more intuitive and I, if I can learn how to use it to the point where when I need to draw on it, those miracle messages that people get from intuition that I made that happen at will, I, I have to show, share this with other people so that yeah. they can do it themselves. That's a big breakthrough thought. Now, don't worry, we're going to get back to how it saved your life. But that is a really huge breakthrough thought because, you know, culturally speaking, that's where things tend to get a little bit woo. And one of the reasons yes. I had mentioned to you that I really uh, was attracted to your message and your work was because you did have a science background and, and not, there's nothing wrong with woo, but I just know my personal comfort level mm -hmm. and I, I dabble and I'm curious, mm -hmm. but I'm not going to dive all the way in. So a right. lot of times when we think about intuition, it, it goes right away into the um, deep woo. I don't even know if I'm using the yes. word woo, right? No, but it I, gets I, very psychic and very, you know, and a lot of people feel embarrassed for even um, being curious about it. And so, yes. yeah, you know, so here you are, Miss Science Queen, and you're all of a sudden starting to be really fascinated and you're putting some stuff together and you're even looking for how it's related to science and is there some science behind all of it? And then you started to really manage it and understand a process and how you can use it. 
Now, the part of this that I really like to spotlight is that you didn't know what you were going to do with this knowledge. You just knew yeah. that you were following your own gut to learn more. Right. And and I I wanted to, I think my whole life, I always wanted to, what, you know, what is my purpose? What is, what is my, what am I meant to do? I know what my passions are. And, and one of the things I've learned is that passions can be many things. I mean, it's not like, or, or even your life purpose could be many things. It's, and, and you have phases in your life. So I'm, I'm six de- decades old now. So I, I've been through a lot of phases and obviously, you know, went through science and engineering and, and now this, and I always had a desire to be able to pull everything that I have done into one thing and then enjoy it. And I have done that. So I love science. I still do the science. I still think about it, still look at it, still do, you know, research and, you know, out there in the scientific world. And I also, um, in terms of, you know, seeing how this applies to us as people, self-help. And I'm interested in the, in, you know, things that are transcendental beyond us, you know, like intuition. And I get to do that and all the things that I studied there. I love technology. So I get to teach people online, which is all technology. And I absolutely adore that and love that. Um, so now I get to do it all. And, 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 but it, it didn't come from uh, a formula of, okay, this, if I, you know, I have to do all the charts for what your pers- my personality was and how mm-hmm. does that match up with all the job listings out on in Google and which one should I pick? It was, it came more from, from within. Yeah. I love that. And one of the exercises I take my clients through has, has them going back to moments of joy in childhood. You know, Mm -hmm. a lot of times when we think about our childhood or our life, it's defined more by traumatic events or things that were really difficult or challenging. But when you're just looking for moments of joy and you come up with, you know, a whole series of these sometimes seemingly insignificant moments. I always refer to how I fell in love with making mud pies when I was seven. And what was, what was so interesting about the mud pies? Was it tactile? Was, was it that I was outside in a little fort? You know, to really think about what made that so joyful and how I fell in love with my first tape recorder when I was nine. Well, why did I love tape recorder? Well, I love voice and I love radio and I love recording. Mind you, I was recording farts back then. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I mean, who You're wasn't really? When you were a kid. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> but I love what you're saying. Um, so many women our age are so fearful of making change because we don't have all the answers. We don't know what the purpose of mm-hmm. that direction is. Um, so just this confidence you had to just lean into your curiosity that just makes me giddy. I'm so, I just love that you were able to do it. I'm so proud of you for being able oh, to do it, you know, you. and just like leaning into that um, and being curious about where it was going to take you. Amazing. Well, I think there are two things that I have. Um, one is I have a belief that there's something bigger than me and that there, there is whatever that is gives me purpose, right? So, so maybe that's my soul, right? And maybe the soul lives within my heart or lives inside me that's, that, that expresses itself through intuition that says, oh, try this. Oh, do that. Or, or you feel drawn to something. It's like, and, and like you said, I, I, I found the same thing with a lot of people is that 
we're always drawn to things that we love even when we're children. Here, yes. Here's an example. My son has always known he wants to be an architect. And he started drawing floor plans when he was four years old. He, was oh. only, he, did, he didn't even know what an architect was. Oh, my God. He didn't even know what floor plans were. But he, he figured out what a floor plan was by seeing one in the hotel. You know, in the hotel door, there's one on the back door so you yeah. can know how to get out <laughs> in, a, in a fire. Um, he loved that when he realized what it was. And then he started drawing floor plans. And he loved building buildings in, in like, you know, computer games. And that was when he was four. And he's uh, 23 now, and he is getting um, a dual graduate degree in architecture and historic preservation. And he absolutely loves it. He Obviously. Has had, <laughs> uh, yes. He, he, but he ha and he has had already, at this point, he has had uh, miracles happen in his life because of his love and his passion. And, you know, and it goes back to how do we know that? How do we, you know, it's again, what we're drawn to, what is, and you talked about it or, and, and I mentioned it. It's like you do something and, and you forget time and it's like, oh, yeah. I need to eat. Or it's like, oh, I haven't gone to the bathroom, <laughs> you know, yeah. because you love it so much. And that, that, that is him. And he's had some amazing things happen. Uh, and he's only 23. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Now you mentioned that intuition saved your life. What happened there? Yeah. So what happened there was, um, it was summertime and I started to feel like I was getting the flu, which is weird to get it in the summertime. And, uh, I woke up one night in the middle of the night, I was shaking from head to toe, um, so bad that I couldn't hold a glass of water. And now I never shake when I get a fever. So this is weird. Um, and I got scared. So I told my husband, you know, I, I got to call 911, which he did. So I went to the hospital and, um, they took blood and I had stopped shaking by that time. And they said, well, you're st you stopped shaking. Um, you're stable, your vitals are good. Oh, we did find there's bacteria in your blood. So you need to see your doctor in the morning. So you go. So I did, I saw my doctor and he did, did what most doctors do. He prescribed pills, <laughs> antibiotics. And so I took those antibiotics for a couple days um, and I was not feeling any better. But what I started to get were these uh, weird bouts of my heart racing, and I, I'd be short of breath, and I'd be like lying in bed. I was like, weird, what is this? And they started to get, get worse. It started to um, make me concerned, and, and I called the doctor, and I said, I, I, I don't know what this is. It's not getting any better. What should I do? And the doctor was like, "Oh, you're fine. Just keep taking your medication. You know, it's just you know, just rest up." And and then it happened again. I'm watching the news of all things, and and it was nothing interesting on the news. And I started to uh, my heart started to race like I was running a marathon. I was short of I, I was gasping for air. I looked down and my hands had turned white. Oh. and I was like oh, this is not good. So I, I called 911. I went back to the hospital. And they did what they normally do, took more blood. And they said, you still have bacteria in your blood, but you're, you know, you're, you're not shaking or, you, you know, your heart's okay and everything's fine. Go home. And I said, well, now, wait a minute. What, what are these, these, my heart races and, and I'm short of breath and, and wh why is that happening? And the doctor looked me in the eye and he goes, oh, that, that was fear. You're hyperventilating. What? 
being a woman, right? So I was like, no, I, you know, I was not afraid. I mean, I know what fear is. I, and I was just watching the news, <laughs> I was watching TV. And I said, there's no reason why I should be afraid. And, and there's something wrong. Um, I, I don't think, you know, I think we should do something else. And he said, no, 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 just go home. You know, you're, you're fine. Mm -hmm. So he sent me home again. And now at this point, you know, something tells you, you ha when you're not well, I mean, sometimes, you know, all right, that, that's just a standard called, right? there's something that told me this is not right. And that was my intuition. And then, so I turned to my intuition and I said, what, what do I need? What is this? What do I do? And my intuition said, and it was one of those concept things, is that you're going to be okay if you find a doctor, a specialist. And I was like, okay. So it's Friday afternoon at 4 p.m. I start calling around for looking for an infectious disease specialist, a new doctor. What do you think happens Friday afternoon at 4 p.m.? When you oh, call, nobody's around. Nobody's around. <laughs> nobody's around, right? So nobody calls me back. And, you know, Saturday morning, tried Saturday morning hours, same thing. Nobody's calling me back. And the bouts are getting worse. It's getting to the point now where I, I, um, they're more frequent. Uh, by Sunday, I couldn't stand up longer than two minutes without feeling like I was going to pass out. Oh, my goodness. And I was getting really scared. And I turned to my intuition again. I was like, what? Nobody's calling. Nobody called me back. What do I do? And I was uh, drawn to read a book on my shelf that had been, the book had been there for like a decade. And it was How to Find the Best Pediatrician. And when your intuition tells you to do something, you just go, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> so and what, what did what that feel gonna... like at that moment? You just kind of glanced at the book or something like that? I did. That? I, was, I, I, was, I was trying to figure out what could I do? What could I, you know, what should I do? And I thought, well, maybe I have something, you know, some books I could, because you see, I love to learn. So I've got yeah. books on everything, right? So I go to the bookshelf. It's like, what on my bookshelf could I do that might help me figure out what to do? And, and there was that book on how to find the best pediatrician. And I felt like I was drawn to it. When we're drawn, it's like this. So I, I, I tell my students, like, you know, if you were scanning the internet, or I used to say magazines, right? Because we're all <laughs> old enough, we know magazines. So you could go looking through the magazine, and there's a picture of a vacation spot, or maybe, or maybe a dessert, right? And you're like, ooh, I want that. And you feel drawn into it. You're almost like yes. pulled, right? That's what I want. So that's what I felt. I was like, oh, that's the book I, I, I want that I need to read. So I pulled it off my shelf and I started to read it. And of course, the word pediatrician kept coming up over and over and over again, mm -hmm. which made me go, oh, you know, wait a minute. Uh, you know, our pediatrician's a friend of mine. He lives down the street. Maybe he could help me. So I go to pick up the phone to call him. It's now Sunday. And in my head pops another intuitive you know, moment. It was, uh, he's away on vacation. He'll be back later. Leave a detailed message. It was just an understanding, right? Mm. Um, and so I, it ring, ring, ring. He doesn't pick up. So uh, voicemail, I left him a detailed message. 6 p.m., he calls me back and he said, I was away on vacation. I just got your message. <laughs> and I, you know, so I called you right away. I know what you need to do. You need to see an infectious disease specialist, and I know one who will see you right away. And I highly suggest you, you see him tomorrow. Hmm. Don't wait. So I called the doctor up, and he did see me. He saw me that day. I took more blood, and 
tests and he called me back and he said, uh, you still have bacteria in your blood, but we have more information. You have a heart infection. And he put me in the hospital. Hmm. And he gave me intravenous antibiotics for six weeks. So what was happening was I, because I had a heart infection, I had, um, I was, I was starting to go into sepsis which oh. is not a good thing. And uh, people who have endocarditis often die uh, very quickly because um, it's, the, the, you know, doctors don't realize it and, and they go down very fast. So, so that's what happened. And my intuition mm. told me exactly what to do and who to talk to and, and not to listen to those doctors and find another one. <laughs> and if I hadn't done that, I don't know if I'd be here today. Wow. I, I love that you took the time to explain what being drawn to means. Mm -hmm. uh, because well, right away, I started to think about that. You know, what am I drawn that's to? It. And that's one of the big things I learned in, in discovering what intuition is. You see, people who are highly intuitive already ever since they're young, it's like they were born knowing, right? They did, that's, that's actually a John Holland thing, born knowing. But for those of us who have to learn from scratch, it's like, what is it? When you say, oh, I just felt it, well, what, it, what did it feel like? You know, what, how do you know? Well, I just knew. Well, how do you know? Does it talk to you? And people think it's like the movies, like I get this download of information from, you know, like an encyclopedia or it's like a movie with all the, and it's 99% it's of the time it's not like that. And that's what I discovered. And I discovered that we all experience intuition all the time. We just don't realize. We either miss it, we ignore it or we don't even know that it's there but it's it, these things are telling us things or uh, it's or we it's talk ourselves feelings. out of them too like or we do like we i do. remember thankfully nothing happened but i remember being very afraid of something that was going on in a in a line getting ready to board a plane there was just something that somebody was doing that made me very uncomfortable i don't even remember the details but i got very panicky and I thought to myself, is, just, is this just me being panicky or am I really picking up on something? And I didn't know what to do with it, but I knew that I, it was very easy for me to talk myself out of it. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. And, and one of the things that I, I realized with my endocarditis is how easy it is to die because you can talk yourself out of it and you can go, oh, well, you know, it's okay. Just, you know, tough it out. And, and that's what you don't want to do is, you know, because those messages are telling you something. Now, the problem is, is, is because nobody teaches us what intuition is or what the experience is or what it's like or how to recognize it, we get confused because we think, oh, you know, um, you know I feel I have this, this feeling of terror or, or, you know, or anxiety, you know, or uh, that is that, you know, that must be my intuition and it's not. And that's what made my, my, the science make it so clear to me is that that panic and the, oh my God, you, you know, a terrible thing is going to happen. You better watch out, watch out, watch out. That's, that's all on the left side of your brain. The right side of the brain doesn't speak like that. It will never speak like that. Mm. It's calm. It's neutral, right? It'll say, stop. Oh, that's so interesting. Now, right. in that particular situation, nothing weird happened on the plane. It was just me being weird. And then um, I'm right well, you away. You don't know. Maybe there was somebody. You just it didn't get validated for you. Oh, maybe. <laughs> so. Maybe. But I'll tell you another thing that happens all the time with me is we head out for a trip 
And then all of a mm-hmm. sudden I'm like, did I leave the blank on? Right. And mm-hmm. so <laughs> that's happened so many times where we've had to turn around and go back and check. So because I don't trust myself with that sort of thing anymore, now I have a whole checklist of, and now everybody's responsible for checking things before, right, <laughs> before I leave. Right. But yeah, I could, I could definitely see myself talking myself out. So you're saying if it's too much, if it's too much narrative going on in your head about whatever the thing is, that's different than just a knowing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. That it, it, it's, uh, yeah, because knowings are, well, I, I, I go back to that word wedding, right? So this is in psychology, it's, it's a gestalt understanding. It's a holistic, a whole, you understand the whole thing. It's a, you know, if I were to say to you, um, college experience. There's a lot in there for college experience, right? Totally, and if you've yeah. been to college, right? And so there's an understanding, there's an abstract understanding of what college experience means. There's a lot of things there. Um, and, and we just know that because uh, it's, it's something that we have experienced ourselves or we've heard about, and it's sort of just all kind of clumped in there. And, and now we have that understanding. Now, those understandings can come to us as an intuition where we don't know where it came from. And that's the definition of intuition is knowing without knowing how you know it. Uh, so, so that's the definition. Yeah. Knowing without, without knowing how you know it. Ah. Right. Just, so it's not, it's not figuring it out. It's not deduction. It's, it's you know, and I'll give you another example. And, uh, you know, and one of the things with intuition that, that's important, I think, if you want to start learning what your intuition is, there are two things. You can go back and think of a time when you had what you thought was an intuitive experience, and you're able to validate that that, that it was right, or maybe yeah, that it was right. Because so, sometimes we listen and, and, oh, we saved ourselves, or we didn't listen, and we should have listened, right? So he's like, my, that was my intuition. So, um, so that's the first step to getting to know your own intuition a little bit better mm. is knowing that story, writing it down, and trying to remember exactly how it came to you. Um, so this was a situation where I was driving down the parkway, and I was in the left lane, there were two lanes, and in, the, in my rearview mirror, I saw uh, this big black SUV truck just barreling down on me, and I thought, okay, so he wants to get by. So I'll just pull over to the right lane. I'll let him go. And in the right lane was um, a green car just a little bit in front of me, but I was going a little faster than it. And I thought, you know, okay, well, I'll just pull, I'll just go a little faster and pull in front of them and pull over, you know, into the right lane. And in my head, I heard, um, oh, I actually thought to myself, should I, I could, could speed up? Should I get in front of the green car? Or should I get behind the green car? And in my head, I heard, get behind the green car. And I, I was argued with it just a little bit. I was like, it, all I need to do is just go a little bit faster. I just get right in front and, you know, I'll pull over. And I heard it again, get behind the green car. Just like that, hmm. get behind the green car. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I slowed down and I got behind the green car and that big black SUV just zoomed right past me. And then two seconds later, uh, my husband who was in the passenger side, we're going under an overpass. And he points up and he goes, look, there's a policeman up there with a radar gun. It was a speed trap. And that SUV blasted past the radar gun and the police car came down the ramp and pulled him over and gave him a speeding ticket. Now, had I gotten in front of the green car, 
it would have been me. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that just reminded me of, of, of one that I had, I did have an intuitive moment. Good. Um, It was my husband's 40th birthday. So it was almost 20 years ago. And we went to a Dixieland concert with some friends. It was jazz. It was great. It was some musicians from New Orleans. And it was a horribly rainy night. And we were, my friends were driving and we were in the back seat of a smaller car. And it was horrible, horrible rain. And we had big, we had umbrellas with us. And we were heading north. And there was a huge black SUV, just like what you said. This is why I remembered it. (laughs) Must be a thing. (laughs) I just sensed that we were going to have a crash and that I should move my umbrella because it would have it would have gone through me. Oh, my gosh. It was the way we were sitting and the way I had propped up the wet umbrella. And I saw the night and the and the big giant SUV and we were in a smaller car and I just knew I should move the umbrella. Mm. And then we got T-boned, a big, <gasps> big accident. We were all oh okay, gosh. other than just whiplash and things. The car was totaled, but it was uh, very scary. And I just remember thinking, wow, I moved the umbrella. Now, what did that feel like to you? What was it? Uh, did you just have a feeling about that or that that umbrella should be somewhere else? Or It was kind of like I had a vision of it hurting me. Like <gasps> Wow. Wow. All right. That was intuition. That was like, like, and was it, was it, was it quick? Um, it was actually. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I didn't tell anybody. I just moved the umbrella. Like, so you had this, wow. there you go. See, that's intuition. This is, this is it. This is so exciting. I love this. So, so you're <laughs> if you wouldn't have along. said black. If you wouldn't have said black SUV, yeah. I don't think I would have remembered it. That's great. So, so that's how it comes. It's quick, right? All of a sudden it's like, you know, you're riding along. You're not, it didn't come to you as dark night, raining, big cars. We could have an accident. Oh, let me look around. Oh, that, that umbrella, you know what, if we had an accident that could hurt me. It was just sitting there being, you know, in the car and then looking at that umbrella going, oh, that could hurt me. And you moved it. And then you had the accident, right? Yeah. And I think um, what's happened is I, I am very concerned about safety as many people are. And I often take precautions that many of my friends don't take. Mm -hmm. Um, And people tend to make jokes about my risk aversion and, you know, they call me the safety queen. So it's, it's kind of funny that I've been made fun of for this sort of thing, but I wonder how much of it, well, you said the left brain, right brain. I wonder how much of it is me just thinking through steps like you just described or how much of it is just an anticipation of a problem and how much of it, it sounds is just like it, intuition. I think it was just intuition. Now, we now because could it have been like a flash of um putting all those pieces together possibly, right? And that's still intuition. It just sort of comes very quickly and then you make the move because it doesn't sound like you know, that you went through your checklist of risk no. aversion things. <laughs> in fact, I was less connected to it because I wasn't driving. I was ah. in the back seat. I was a passenger, you know. Right. And if you had gone, I would assume that had you gone through your checklist, you wouldn't have even put the umbrella like that. I it, wouldn't it have. Wouldn't, you wouldn't have. It was just, no. oh, you know, this umbrella needs to move because I, that, <laughs> right? It, all of a sudden, very quick, 
very subtle. Wow. And see, so that's the difference. It's very different from thinking. Thinking is like, okay, let me go through my checklist. Am I safe to have my seatbelt on? Am I sitting? Where am I sitting? And, you know, you know, here I go through the same thing. All right. They always say that if you sit on the passenger side in the back seat, that's the safer place to sit than if you sit behind the driver. But it's <laughs> like, well, that's all that's thinking. Right? That's thinking. <laughs> exactly. Right? So and then you want to make people... sure you don't get poked. <laughs> oh, well, that was exactly it. Oh, that's so funny that right, I never... That was the quick thing. When I was thinking of having you on the podcast, too, I what that didn't even pop into my head, you know, when I was trying to... Well, this is good. ...prepare and, and, and think about it. So how can, th- how can we develop it more? By doing just this. This is the first step. Well, I think the very first first step is to believe that it exists mm. and that you have it, right? Because if you don't believe it, you'll never look for it. Right. The second thing is to go back and think about all the times in your life where you had these flashes of inspiration or a flash of a something, or maybe it was a being drawn or being repelled. And, and this, this happens, you know, when, how many times have we made a decision that we knew we shouldn't have, something told us that was the wrong thing to do, we did it anyway, and then we regretted it. Mm. Or, or watching somebody else going against their feelings. What's good is to think of, just like you did, an incident where it was like, there was no way I could have like figured that out. I mean, it was all of a sudden I just, I, you know, I've had, oh, I need to move that. It's not safe. And then, right, because there's no way that you could have anticipated an accident that was definitely going to happen. So then you go back and you start thinking about, and that's why I asked you, what exactly was the experience? Were you thinking it through? Did it come? Was it a picture in your head? Was it a, a feeling? Or and you had that. I think it sounded like a, a very quick understanding. Ooh, that's dangerous. Move it. Yeah, I remember it. I, it's not like I saw a gory image or anything, but I remember an image, and it was really? quick. Yeah. And the more you explore these kinds of things, you you'll find that the image has information there. So it, you know, it may have been an image along with a, a concept, hmm. um, you know, and I'm going to make this up. Maybe, you know, you look, you look at the, um, you glance at the umbrella and like, wow, that, that pointy end seems sharper, <laughs> you know, than what I've seen before. And that is like an intuitive message. So, Hmm. So those kinds of things, you know, what, it, what does it feel like? So women, uh, we have that mother's intuition. We also have a lot because we're females. We have um, that sense because we are, quote, the weaker sex. Um, so we need to have our ra- radar on uh, to be able to protect us before we're in a caught in a situation we can't get out of. Um, so we have those feelings, you know, we have sometimes like, Sometimes you feel, I know, um, I, I, this is one I couldn't validate, but I remember I was in a meeting with uh, like a few people in an office and we were meeting with this, uh, this vendor for the first time. And I had, I was, now I've had a million meetings, right? And for some reason I felt repelled by this guy and physically repelled. I, I found myself leaning up against the wall away from him because it felt uncomfortable to be near him. Now, I don't know. Now, unfortunately, I can't, unfortunately, I can't validate it because to mm. me, validation is everything, right? 
because it's just, oh, there it is. That's your intuition because it knows things that we don't know. Um, and, but that's some of the things that you may get. You know, there's something that's, or you're all of a sudden you're, unco- you're okay. So the opposite of feeling uncomfortable or being repelled is the feeling of expansion, a feeling of, of warmth, a feeling of something fit, all of a sudden fitting, it clicks in, uh, or release, or it has, has energy behind it. You know, that's when, as entrepreneurs, you know, we're always looking for what's the next thing that's going to propel us forward. And the thing that get, gets us a, has seems to have energy and moving, you know. That's so that, true. Right. And, and then, you know, and then things all of a sudden things fall into place, you know. So those are some signals intuitively. So that's how you start. You know what? When I named this podcast, um, I felt that way. Ah. So women in the middle had energy to it. And I like that. I love it, that. It, yeah. And it felt like a really big decision and I didn't have much to go on. I've had mm-hmm. the podcast for over four years now and I just had to wow. make a decision and just, I don't know, well, but that, it felt really good. That's important. And I think what's important is our intuition gives us little signals that it's, you know, it's okay to take a step. And one of the big problems I think that we have in general and, and, you know, those of us at this age, you know, we're trying to decide where to go next. We worry about our next big, big step. And we don't need to decide the big step. We need to decide the next step. And, and it can oh be a little gosh. step. And then making that move, because if you don't move, you're never going to get anywhere. And also that move, that movement um, num- helps you get more information on what to do next, right? It's like a little stepping stone. Then you look around and you go, oh, okay, now I see the next one and the next one. And as we you're going, so, you feel. We're so, we're, <laughs> so not, we're so not brought up to think like that. I think um, maybe it's particularly related to when we grew up. You know, when uh, I'm just thinking about career, for example, a lot of women our age are looking at career change and and everything is just so scary if you're not doing it the way that we were brought up to do it, which seniority and longevity in a career were gold standard. Like if you could get that, you were set, you know, and and now it's just so I find it so challenging with my clients who want to do something else. They have a knowing that they're meant for more. But there's just so much fear and so much apprehension about making a decision where they don't have it all figured out just yet. So how do you trust that intuition to take the first step, but to not necessarily know everything at the time of the decision? Well, I think what's important to understand is when you're going to do something new and different that you're never going to know, right? I mean, how how, how did Jeff Bezos make Amazon? He didn't know because nobody ever did it before. (laughs) <laughs> so true. <laughs> so if you want to do something new and different, you're, you're, you're going to do something where you're not going to know. Um, and, and this all comes with the, you know, taking the, that, that leap. And, and, but then it's, you know, it's not that huge, like I'm going to, again, that end goal that I have to make the decision as to exactly what it's going to be. I didn't know exactly where I was going to end up or what I was going to do. I knew I wanted to put all these pieces together. But I didn't know I was going to end up, you know, teaching online, having a podcast, and 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 teaching this in particular. Really, uh, that was the last thing I would have thought of. Um, but you take a step, and you see where it leads you next. And I think, I think that's the that's it's and intuition is all about 
the trust. And how do we build that trust? Well, you, when you give your intuition value and you try to use it on small things, and you start to see, oh, there is something to it and it works for me, then you can start to use it more on bigger things. And it's the same thing when you're making a decision about what my career should be, what I should do, ne- what should I do next? Try something. Go and volunteer. Do something for a little while, you know. It's, we think, oh my gosh, you know, I don't have much time left. You have a lot of time left. Exactly. Right? If, you're, if you're, you know, if you're 60 like me, you've got 20 more years. That's a long time. You know? Or more. <laughs> or more. Absolutely. My dad, I tell you, he was around for until he was 97. So. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's amazing. Well, Lisa, you have such interesting information. Your business so is so interesting. I mean, who couldn't benefit from learning how to make a better decision and how to connect more with intuition? Um, how can people get more information about you and your programs? Well, if you want, you can go to uh, Lisa K Intuition. So that's Lisa and the letter K intuition.com. And I have a, a little uh, guide that on how to access your intuition to make better decisions. So it's like a little introduction and you can go there and get that for free. Um, and then, you know, and that basically will lead you to my website and all the other goodies that I have there for you to um, start learning more about your intuition and how uh, you can access it to help you in life. Oh my gosh, that's so good. Thank you so much for being with us today. I really, really appreciate it. I just love that just by listening to you and just opening myself up, I've thought of several things now. And I I love the idea of finding evidence. It's the same thing we do with uh, mindset work and training ourselves to believe new thoughts. Yeah. to really keep looking for evidence of why we think what we think and challenge ourselves on it. So I love looking for evidence for intuition. I love that. And I'm excited for you. And I'm excited for everybody who who does try it because it is exciting. The magic is real. Oh, let's end there. (laughs) The magic is real. I love that. So inspirational. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. It was great. Okay, that's it for this episode. Isn't Lisa's story and work so interesting? Science, engineering, and technology. Oh my. (laughs) Lisa's pattern in her life was to always ask questions to satisfy her curiosity. That is a great thing to have more of in your life. I have the feeling that the more you think about this topic, the more you will reflect on your own life and instances of intuition. That's what happened to me. The first time I remember intuition kicking in was something so insignificant and unimportant. I was young, like maybe 12 or so, and I was watching a TV game show in the 70s in the family room. (laughs) Remember, no clickers back then. I don't remember what it was, but there were big vertical, like there was a big game board and then, and it was vertical, all these squares with prizes behind them. And during a commercial break, and remember, no fast forwarding through those commercials back then either, (laughs) I saw a big flash of an image in my mind of the number 29. So during that commercial break, I think I went to the bathroom, but I just remember I got this big flash of this image and it was number 29. And sure enough, when I went back to the TV show, the $25,000 prize was indeed behind box number 29. I was totally weirded out and excited and gleeful and a little freaked, all of those things. And I didn't know what to make of it. I still don't know what to make of it, but the episode today definitely gave me some context for it. 
Lisa followed her gut to learn more. She always did that. She didn't plan this path in her life. It just emerged. She knew what her passions were, but she wanted to find out her life's purpose. She always had a desire to pull everything she loved into one thing, and that's what she's done with the topic of intuition. If you ask me, it's a perfect midlife pursuit. Make sure to send me an email with some of the memories that you have about your own experiences with intuition. I really believe that you'll start to remember a few things once you, you know, give yourself a chance to really think this through. All right. As you know, my focus as a midlife coach is to help you waste less time spinning and feeling stuck about all kinds of things, aging, empty nest, relationships, your career, and even about learning how to finally put yourself first. It's time to get excited about your life again, my friend. Remember, being the queen of your brain domain is the best way to be, and I am here to help. This is what you'll learn when you hire me as your coach. Learning the mindfulness concepts are one thing, but when it comes to applying those concepts, that's when you really benefit from coaching. That's why you should really join Finally First. We are waiting for you. It's your one-stop home away from home for coaching, community, and connection. You can finally get that fresh perspective learning and growing in a community of like-minded women that will help you sail into your next chapter with more confidence, creativity, and happiness. The best really is yet to come. Join us now at www.iamfinallyfirst.com. For show notes and links, head over to www.coachwithsusie.com. And if you need a great gift for your friend's 50th birthday, grab a copy of my new book, 50 Ways to Celebrate Life After 50. Check out Amazon or your favorite online bookseller. Let's do this, ladies. It's time for you to put yourself first, one thought, especially an intuitive one, at a time. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.